critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Doc G Show. Huh? That's the new intro. What do you think? Dang. Could have been better. Okay. Well, I'm your host, Dr. Jesus. How's it going? That's right. Jesus. With me, as always, is Justin, Hype City, Virgin Bat, Evangelista. Yellow Mellow. Oh. Hello there, fellows. Oh. Also, in the other co-passenger seat, hmm. Dave Burles. Berlin. Dang, I didn't have as cool as an entry ready for that one. Dude, I'm a poet. Nope. <laughs> and you didn't even know it. Nope. You didn't even know for it. For show it. Nope. <sighs> we are in once again for a fantastic show. Now, I don't want to toot our own horn, fellas. I'll toot your horn. Thank you. You're welcome. What? Uh, I hope that happens after the show. <laughs> uh, we huh? had a fantastic show last week. Am I right? Yeah. The Deacon. The, the Deacon. Deacon. Da Deacon. D-A. You Deacon. know the I went back silent. and I listened to it. I went back and I listened to What'd it. What'd you think? Yeah. It was amazing. That's a fact. That's what it was. Mm. And I know what some listeners are thinking right now. They're like, is he really doing his open monologue about the last show that they did? Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes, we suckers. Yes, we I will. am. But what I want to go back, what I noticed when I went back, it reminded me of something that we had done on the show before. Do you remember January 24th, fellas? Oh, when, like it was yesterday. When we did some <laughs> spontaneity training? Hmm. When I got Mr. Virgin Bat on the mic... And I gave him a story, and he hit me with that spontaneity. Of oh, his. was it the uh, the one about the turtle? The turtle. That's like right. We did like the Mad Lib thing. That's I right. Said something about speeding. Yeah. Well, you said uh, it definitely wasn't for speeding because the guy got uh, arrested for taking a turtle. Yeah. That so. was yeah. It was very go. spontaneous. We took we speeding is out of the picture. Yeah. It was beautiful. That spontaneity. Well, I brought mm. it up. Because you were hitting us with a spicy meatball of spontaneity last week. Why? Spicy what meatball. Say what? I've prepared the best of the Verge's spontaneity from last week. Let's, let's take a listen let's real quick. hear that. Of the spontaneity here from last week here. Here, here we go. Hey. Honest Abe. Dude. Check it. Gene. We have a problem. Get this your buoyancy up, loser. I'm like, let me get dive up. Get some vitamin K, I guess. Manhattan. Taxation without representation. It doesn't fit here, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Where's your windows? <laughs> Goodbye. For now. Give <laughs> <laughs> me a load of late and get down. <laughs> that was all from last show? That was all from last show right what? there. <laughs> yeah. I mm. like my favorite is the jeans. 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 Yeah, it was good, man. Mad that was Hatton. that was spontaneity at its you finest. Know, you know, I do this. I, I do, do this. I do this. I'm all here. Things that all day don't make sense. That's what <laughs> it he makes does. sense to me. It does. It flows from your dome for you, man. All from last effing week. All hey. of that. One show. My lord. Yeah. Can you follow it up this show? Yeah, let's do it. I'm 
psyched. But then now I feel like the audience is going to anticipate it. So Dave, you going to bring the heat then? I'm ready, mother effers. All right. Holy smoke. Tiger bomb is coming at you. Dude, that's good stuff. <laughs> it smells good. That's good stuff. It smells good. <laughs> Let's fire up the show. Fire, fire it up, boys. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. All right, guys, we have a fantastic show. We have got Caleb Cottle, fantastic artist out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, just finishing up his uh, album, Crushed Coins. That was just a couple of months ago. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about his other albums. We're going to talk about his his love of, of wrestling. Finally. Wrestling. Good stuff. Yeah, he's a big fan of wrestling. But, you okay. know, I'm from Virginia. <laughs> he's from North Carolina, so we call it wrestling. And, wrestling. Uh, and uh, it would be the WWE variety. Okay, we're not going to go into which <laughs> one that falls into. Exactly, exactly. But I'm very excited about having him on the show. We're going to have some of his tunes. It's going to be fantastic. Nope. Let's start where we always start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Wow, April 11th. Not a good birthday suit day what okay. uh, you know we i thought we had gotten from the bank here i thought we got back into the you know the Bad spring the yeah the spring high but no Mm-mm. no april 11th i will be very surprised if you get this first one okay. come on wow very surprised here we go i only i can only get two two. Oh dang i couldn't even get a third oh, I couldn't find one. that's sad all oh, right here we God. go Born April 11th, 1987, in Dover, England. She fell in love with soul music at the age of 10 when she got Aretha Franklin's greatest hit. Hell yeah! She was signed to S-Curve Records in 2001, and in 2003, she dropped out of school to focus on music. She then released uh, Soul Sessions, her debut album, the album eventually went triple platinum. She followed that album up with Mind, Body, Soul. She then released Color Me Free, LP1, The Soul Sessions, Volume 2, and Water for Your Soul. Name that birthday suit where? Hmm. You got any song titles? Nope. Song titles? No, I don't. What the heck? It went I'm triple sorry. platinum and you don't know a single song on it? Uh, no. Nope. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> How does that even what? Girl, come on. Okay. Help us. I can honestly see that you're you're out you're out on a limb. We're not. Initials. Uh here I'll give you I'll give you uh something rhymes with. Moss loan. Hmm. What the (laughs) fuck? Moss loan. What the heck is that? Her name rhymes with Moss Loan. Girl, come on. Moss lost cost. Lost moan. Moss boss cost. Ross. Uh, Ross. Joss Stone. Uh, Who the freak is that? (laughs) Hey, it's her birthday. Be respectful. Yeah, don't you talk about her like that. She's a beautiful lady. She's been nominated four times for Grammys. One once. Joss Stone. Joss Stone. She's she's turning the big three one this year. Three one. She got really popular right in two thousand three. She's a soul singer, which wasn't you know uh, really. When I was ten. I loved soul music. Right. You yeah. were big. Hey, so was she, so did she. She loved Aretha Franklin. Ten years old. That's amazing. Good for you. <laughs> That's right. I told you guys it was gonna be tough. Yes! 
Oh man, God, that goes our streak. The second one's gonna go. If the second one uh, for me would be easier. Hmm. It might be easier for you guys. We'll okay. see. Right, we'll, we'll see. We'll okay. See. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Rip it, boy. And now the news. Joss Stone. Rip it, Joss. Happy birthday, Joss. Uh, okay. Anyways, fellas, let's start with a follow-up word. Oh, to an old story? A follow-up to an old story. Do you the remember... The PCP French toast story? <laughs> not that one. Nope. But the synthetic marijuana. Salvia. Mm. Do we all remember... Spice. Spice, yeah. Do we all remember those Ebola-like symptoms of bleeding out of our eyes and ears mm. because of it? Well... Ew. Justin told everybody to get their vitamin K up because I told you that they thought it was linked to a vitamin deficiency. Yep. Well, it turns out it's not a vitamin K deficiency. Um, by the way, they're up to 89 cases now in Illinois for this. Jeez. We were at like 20-something just last week. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. Spice. So 89 <laughs> cases of this whole bleeding from all of your orifices thing. Ew. Turns out extra ingredient to make it extra spicy. Mm. Oh. Any idea what it is? Um, Turmeric. Cumin. Wait, what? Rat poison. Both Indian spices. Uh. We just pulled those. <laughs> Rat poison. <laughs> Cumin. Jeez. Dang, we're good. Nope. Get Close. over your Indian spices for a second and, and soak up. Rat poison. Rat poison. Rat poison. That's right. Mm. Brody Falcom. Huh? Brody Falcom, the rat poison. Oh. Another reason why you want to avoid synthetic marijuana. Right? They came out with this because uh, it's a strong... It came out with this 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 chemical in 1975 because uh, uh, rats were building up, like, basically a tolerance to all of the rat poisons out there. Basically, oh. this increases your your bleeding and decreases your ability to to coagulate and basically they bleed to death it's yeah. a pretty horrible death oh. and apparently this is going on in your synthetic marijuana mm, just so a little bit of this goodness so um avoid it again avoid it just uh, a psa from the doc g show avoid it. brody falcombe yeah yeah Florida drug story. Are we ready for a Florida drug story? Our favorite. Which one is this about? I read one that was pretty funny this morning. Uh, was this? Did yours have to do with cocaine? In the wind? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's <laughs> one. So, uh, car was swerving in and out of lanes in Fort Pierce, Florida. You guys know where that is? Like middle yeah. of Florida, like. Yeah, uh, a little bit East above Coast. the West Palm. Yeah, a little bit mm -hmm. above West Palm there. Uh, so it's near St. Lucie. Uh, and anyways, according to police report, uh, an officer approached the car after they pulled it over for swerving. They smelled marijuana, of course, and uh, they searched the car. One of the passengers of the car, Miss Posey, also had her purse searched when they were searching the car. Mm -hmm. They found cocaine in the purse. Word. So the police asked her, ma'am, are you aware that you have cocaine in your purse? Hmm. And she was like, what? This purse? <laughs> My purse. And they're like, yeah, there's cocaine in here. And she was like, I don't know where that came from. Uh, you know what, officer? It's uh, a windy day outside. It must have flown through the window 
into oh. my purse. Oh, I, that's such a funny excuse. That was her I, best excuse. Dude, it makes sense. Not this is a friend's purse. Think about the science of it. It's possible. Not that I left my purse unattended. No, no, it's a windy day. It's very windy. A bag of cocaine, because apparently there are just millions of bags of cocaine flying around yeah. in the wind in St. Pierce. Watch yeah. out. They are Fort, Fort Pierce. Watch out. It happens. Yeah. And it flew through Don't the window. Like that's never happened to you before. Into her purse. Yep. Every time I ride with my purse, that happens. <laughs> but I will say... My God, can you imagine the Shawshank Redemption type scenario if right. that really did happen and the cops didn't believe? She's like, no, right before you came, it blew. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Likely story. No, it was a windy day. It's a windy day. Believe me. Benefit of the doubt. Word. Very nice. Very nice. Innocent well, till proven guilty. I was about to say, Miss Posey will be held uh, accountable in front of a uh, peer of her. Or a, uh, a, Wait, what? What am I looking for? A jury of her peers. Peer, there a peer we go. of her juries. A peer, peer of, of her, her juries. juries. Yes. Mm -hmm. Peer into her juries. Yes, sir. Justin. Yeah. What? Have Hello. you have you ever had <laughs> to take care of any of your friends' children? Hmm. Oh, thank God. No, no, I don't. You don't have any friends with well, children. Well, no, I, they're, they're not yeah, old enough where no. they trust me with the children. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, I can tell you. You know, it's tough. Have they trusted? Has they, no, they nobody trusts you to me. watch I children. Know I, obviously that. not. I already knew the answer. To the that. kid would That's instantly cry as they dropped them off. Ah! With this guy. Blam. Anyways. Uh, it's pretty tough, you know. Now, uh, on the same line, have you guys ever tried to run a brothel out of your house? Wow. No, it's like a soup kitchen. Hmm. <laughs> what is that from? It's, uh, it's a prostitution oh, ring. No. Okay. Broth. Okay. <laughs> oh, I see the connection. It works in your head. Yes. I understand. Uh, I thought that was from a movie. I now, think it is. Nope. Now, those are both very tough, right? Now, just imagine if you had to do both at the same time. Daycare and... And a brothel. So, making well, soup and running a brothel. Geez. Yeah, exactly, wow. right? It could get pretty messy. Yeah. That's what happened to Brittany Dawn and Lucas from Pennsylvania. Oh. No they name. were charged with prostitution and endangering the welfare of children last week. No, they have the prostitution on one side and the daycare on a the other. Apparently, they couldn't keep them separate. <laughs> it's like a gym. You know, it's like, come work out here and we'll watch your kids in the other room. Right? Right? Same exactly. thing. That was the same concept, but yeah. apparently the cops didn't see it that way. Uh, the cops had been working on a sting operation to bust a, uh, up their prostitution racket in January. Brittany admitted that she had started the prostitution ring for buying heroin. Work. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Just so happens when they went into their sting operation, the police ran in there and uh, there were two children of the friends of Brittany, uh, an eight and a 10 year old child staying at their place on the couch. Mm. So, you know, call me crazy. I don't think it's a good environment for children to be in. Nope. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'll agree with you there. <laughs> it's it's a crazy limb to be on, but I'm going to say I'll not for children. You. Okay, good. We may break the limb. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> guys, I've got bad news. This next story is going to make millennials look bad. 
lame. Uh, pretty hard to do that. Millennials, specifically around your age, 18 to 24. What's going on here? Recently, a survey on YouGov.com, which is basically, they you just gov. do, they basically. It's .com, it doesn't even really count. They basically just do surveys. Anyways, they found count. that only 66% of millennials age 18 to 24 believe and have always believed the earth is round. Wow. 66%. Just because Kyrie Irving doesn't believe it doesn't mean 33% agree with him. 34%. Now, Whatever. out of those thirty-four percent that haven't, uh, uh, that 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 don't agree that the Earth is always and has been round, uh, they broke them up into four groups. Four groups. Hmm. Uh, there's first. I always thought the world is round, but recently I'm more skeptical well, than I was. I which, recently saw on Instagram, Kyrie doesn't believe in. That's nine percent. <laughs> that's nine percent. Okay. And so then they also have. I've always believed the world is flat. That was 4%. All right, these what? are the stupid people. <laughs> then there was Just Not Sure, which is 16%. Okay. But this is my favorite group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always thought the world is flat, but more recently, I'm skeptical. 5% wow. always thought the world was flat. <laughs> now. But just now, it's came to them uh, like, you know. I watched a sci-fi movie recently, <laughs> and the world was... A circle. You know, I mean, it seemed like a pretty dead issue that the Earth is flat, but recent evidence from Pythagoras 2,500 years ago has told me this is really starting to change my mind here. See, when Star Wars... I saw the new Star Wars recently. It changed my mind. I mean, really. We've me, Me and you have discussed, Justin, in previous show, that has been around since the ancient Greeks... The Greeks figured it out. Blame on people. They figured it out. They saw the uh, they saw the eclipse and said, "Hey, why is it a big circle?" Oh, you know what? Wait a second. Mm. It's got to be from another circular object. You know what? We're probably circular. My God, the thought process, mm. Justin. You're making him mad. Yes. Justin. Hi. Dave. Yes, sir. Remember when I told you uh, about how it's not a good idea to mess with Australians? I yes, because they'll hack you to death with the chainsaw. Here's another mm-hmm. reason. We got another one. Uh, on the Sunshine Coast of Australia last week, where is hmm. that? A fellow was having a uh, pint of brew. Okay. Right? He's having a pint of brew at the Birwa Hotel. Birwa? Yeah, Birwa Hotel. When a 20 year old man started to argue with him, they were both kicked out of the bar where they continued to fight outside. 20-year-old, 27-year-old. Okay. Uh, The 20-year-old stabbed the 27-year-old in the shoulder with a knife, leaving the knife lodged into his shoulder. Mm. They continued to fight. The 27-year-old apparently won the fight. I don't know what means winning. Hopefully that 20-year-old's still not dead on the sidewalk. Yeah. (laughs) But anyways, after they finished, the 27-year-old walked back into the bar, knife still stuck in his back, ordered a beer, and the bartender was like, no, seriously. Dude, you need to get that checked out. Finally, after finishing his next pint of beer, he was like, fine, I'll go to the hospital. Thank you. And he went to the hospital. That's what Australians do, fellas. Dude, uh, they are he drink and drive men. or he walk to the Wait, hospital? Wait, what? 
Um, he, I don't know. Uber. I, I don't, I don't have the info for that. I'm what sorry. What a bad uh, guy. Yeah, man. exactly. He's just numbing the pain. Like, yeah. Don't mess with the Australians. Yep. Guys, we've got a record that could be broken in a mere 19 days. Can we do it? Sweet. I, maybe, but we'd really be uh, stealing Chris Nagy's uh, uh, dream. What is uh, it? So Chris Nagy, he's 50, he's turning 50 on uh, April 29th. Mm-hmm. And he has always dreamed of being in the Guinness Book of World Records. Nice. His whole life. He's dreamed of it, guys. Whole life. As he should. He's lived his life, man. He's married. He's got four kids. But always, back of the head, Guinness, Guinness Book of World Records. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, he's making it happen. And this thing is going to happen. He's attempting to wear the most neckties of anyone at one time. Wow. He's going to attempt to wear 300 neckties. The current record, 270. Mm. That's right. I think he can do it, guys. I think it's possible. Is it? Go ahead. I'm just, like, I'm trying to think, like, Wearing 300 neckties, like, why? Because it'll get you in the book. That's why. And, I mean, he's always, as he said in the story, been known for his nasty Yeah, does it have to be tied correctly? Yes. To his Has to be tied, has to to be around the neck. But he could just do a normal, like... Well, it can be super loose. Yeah, it, it can be super be. loose, and well, it, it it'll basically go so up to like rows. here. Yeah, but I'm saying like a real necktie, like yeah, like the tail under the yeah. other end. Mm-hmm. Has to be no clip-ons here. Re- real deal. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And here's the great thing for Chris. He's doing it as well to raise money for uh, kids for charity. Oh, that's yeah. good. I like yeah. that. That's right. Good, good. Good for Chris. Good dude. Chris. Good luck, man. If you make it, I hope you come on the Doc G Show. We'll try you. to have you on. Uh, guys, this is a pretty hilarious story. This makes me happy. This, this all the way around you makes make me, me happy. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, as, as long as you toot my horn after the show, I'll be happy. Um, beep, beep. <laughs> we all like to make fun of each other, right? You make fun of each other's appearance, call me homeless, you know, call some people, you know, or yeah, whatever. whatever, right? Yeah. It happens a lot of times. But sometimes those comments, they cross a line, right? Yeah! You went too far, you got to apologize. You're yeah, like, oh, that wasn't nice. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. Vega Blossom, that's her name. Vega Blossom. Vega Blossom. Very unique. V-E-G-A, Vega Blossom. Uh... She did something about one of those comments. So Vega is from Indiana, and she was in uh, on vacation in England. Mm, okay. And Vega went into a bakery in England to enjoy a cupcake. Oh. Now Vega is is a tad heavy set. She's you know she's she's a bit larger, right? Speaking mm-hmm. of comments that go. Well, I'm just trying to set the scene, right? Here's here here's so you know. Okay, she wears yes. a size 18 uh, dress. That's so mm-hmm. she's heavier than the average size. Um, so, anyways, as she was about to buy her cupcake, she heard the lady behind her say. Let's hope that fat bitch doesn't eat or buy all the cupcakes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, what? So you know what Vega oh did? Oh my gosh. She bought all the cupcakes. She bought every, every single, single cupcake. That's my girl. Yes. Take that. I like it. We applaud you, Vega. Awesome. We applaud awesome you. Awesome blossom. 
Awesome <laughs> Blossom. Very true. Vega Blossom. It's a rhyme. The only way you could have made that story better was if she, like, bought all of them then and took, like, just, like, two and smashed them on the ground <laughs> in front of the two uh, the hey, two people. Hey, how many do you want? Squash. Or she would be like, hey, you want this? <laughs> in and your face. And then just crushing her hand. Putting her, put, no, smashing exactly. the Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm pretty I sure I brought this up on the show before, uh, but I couldn't find out what show it was on. It was way back there. I couldn't find it. I tried to find it, guys, but Hurry. I'm a little along those same lines. I get what she's she's going through as far as being annoyed with somebody like that. Because one time, me and my friend went into a restaurant mm-hmm. and the hostess at the hostess table turns around to the, wait, uh, the waitress that's beside her and was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God! I can't deal with these. Oh, uh, you were Can at you the pizza them? place or something, right? That's right. Yep. Yes. And so me and my friend Matt were not having that. Nope. And so we we're like, you know what? We're gonna make her regret you that. You gave her a fat tip. Gave her sixty dollars on a like a twenty dollar meal. Sweet. And uh, yeah. Kill him with kindness. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, because the waitress didn't want you. Yeah, that's right. She yeah. said, "Can you deal with these two? Yeah. Like we were some kind of broken goods. Girl, come on. And we were not broken goods. We were enjoyable company. Huh? That's right. Anyways, I get it, Vega. I get what you're going through. Amen to you. Applauded. <laughs> Applauded. Yes, guys. Let's go ahead and hear some Caleb Cottle. Let's jam out a little bit. We're going to hear some Borrowed Smiles and then the song Tuscaloosa. We're going to hear those two. We'll be right back on the Doc G Show. Yeah, all night I used to run my mouth and always try to start a fight and get out of the way. Just in time for someone else to take the blame. We're not you used to. And we are back. We're in this. Huh? On the Doc G Show. Hello, everyone. That's Hello. right. That was Caleb Cottle off of his album, Carolina Ghost. He'll be coming up on the show here in just a few minutes. Right here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville. Now, guys, it's a exciting, exciting time of year for sports. Am I right? Yeah, NBA playoffs about to start. NBA playoffs. We're going to have Claude coming in next week. Woo! It's going to be exciting. Hot Ooh, takes. I didn't even know that. Get me all excited. You've got NCAA finals that just ended. You've got Major League Baseball just starting up for their 765,000 games of the year. We've got We've got one other thing that just finished up. The Masters. Love it. The Masters. Golf's big deal. Well, one of them. But that's the big deal. Probably it's the biggest deal. the first of the majors of the year. Exactly. Did you guys watch the Masters? Loved every second of it. Who would have thought, man? Hats off to Patrick Reed. Very impressive win right there. Anyways, guys, you know where they play that, right? Augusta National. Augusta National Golf Club. Do you know that, Justin? No. <laughs> you ever been to Augusta? Uh, yeah. 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 Um, a few years ago. Though. I used I used to teach uh, uh weekend uh courses at the community college there oh, in Augusta. Yeah. What was it yeah. called? 
Uh, Augusta Regents. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Augusta National. It's a bucket list thing. It, I, I, dro- I drove Is by it very it a nice? lot. Well, I almost applied to the master's program just to like, because they had a Augusta University. Or, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, they had a little intern thing at the University of South Carolina where they'd bring in all the people to, to play or to uh, work the master's as far oh. as like the, yeah. Nice. So, so a like bunch sports of sports management yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh. All the sports management folks. But anyways, it's, uh, this, this course was founded by Bobby Jones, Cliff Roberts, pretty beautiful course, very well maintained. Been playing the masters there since 1934. Since the Masters was on this past week, I thought we should do a little Why Would You Review That on the Augusta National Golf Club. Mm -hmm. Now, for the listeners, I do understand it does make sense to review a golf club, of course. I understand that. Mm -hmm. And I also understand reasons for giving Augusta National a one-star. Mainly for giving it a one-star for its bigoted past, like not admitting uh, black club members until 1990 and exclusively black caddies up until that same time and not admitting female members until 2012. Clearly, that makes sense for a one-star review. Mm -hmm. But that's not really funny. I'd much rather focus on the things that are funny. funny. So let's focus on the one-stars that had funny reviews of... Augusta's National. National Golf Club. And before we get into this, I don't I don't know if most readers know it. It's super exclusive. Like the very, num- very the, exclusive, yes. The number of members is like in the couple of hundreds in the whole world. I would really? say the only more exclusive club would be uh Pine Valley, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're right yep. Yeah. Right there. You've got to educate me on this stuff. So guys. here's the first review, a sharp one. From Ryan Bennett. Hmm. Here we go. Ryan Bennett's review. It's a shame Danny Willett and Trevor Eimelman both won here. They suck at golf. What? And have forever stained the tournament. I wouldn't even let them in the gate as a paying patron. Period. Try the egg salad. Period. Try oh, the egg salad. Nice. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> Ryan, first off, the only actual thing you mentioned about the club was this egg salad. Word. This egg salad better be phenomenal. Five star. Because I've never heard anyone recommend an egg salad. No. Second, why did you recommend the egg salad when you gave it a one star? Yeah! That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, true. I don't want to try... If the guy sucked and the egg salad was five stars, it should be at least a three. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Know your averages. Try the egg salad. Because it tastes like crap. Then the last thing, Danny Willett... Currently is ranked 296 in the world. That's out of 7 billion people. He's 296. Trevor Eimelman is ranked 1,242 out of 7 billion people. That means that they are 99.9999998% of the population. (laughs) I'd say they're a little better than some. Hmm. Just my guess. Just just a little guess so don't be so harsh ryan plus they're not the actual club themselves so you can't you can't, can't review rate them. it based on that nope all right let's move on to max shepherd mm-hmm. max shepherd says quote would have been better if the greens were a lot faster oh. end quote faster huh that's it slow greens one star slow greens nah 
Who cares that the environment has most of what to do with how fast the greens go? <laughs> it's all about humidity and sun. No, nah, he's not. He's, he doesn't not concerned. It was their fault. No. And one star for that. Yes. I'm sure he played on the course. I was too. about to say, Max, you're really playing. You're really. Play? Brad Harvey, Brad Harvey definitely will give a better review of this course. Okay. Quote. I was six under on the front. Sweet. After birdieing the first two holes on the back, I got bored, and I got a drink at the clubhouse. Period. Weak. End quote. So I was, wow. I was minus eight yep. going into the 12th hole and said, I'm done here. Just too easy. <laughs> too, too easy. On one of the him. hardest courses in America. Yeah. Fully describes the one-star rating, man. You were too good for this course. I get it. Um, they should have bought him a drink. Yeah, exactly, man. So he was the master. I, I hate telling you here. We've got we've got a great one going here. John Smith. Mm, very original. John Smith. Yeah, probably made up game a name there. Uh, quote: I truly feel sorry for people that have to play here. End quote. Wait, what? That's it? Why? Yeah, John. It's almost like smoking spice with rat poison and bleeding uh, out of your eyes. It's right up there on horrible bad. things. Feel bad for him. Those Both guys had to play on a nice golf course. Bum, bum, bum. It's pretty horrible. You got to admit. All right. Let's finish up with Francesca Colette Hicks. Hey. What'd she have to say? She said, quote, Ain't get my damn check, bruh. Shake no. my head. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't get. <laughs> no. So true, Miss Hicks. So true. That's what I don't like about the course, too, that uh, I didn't get my check. I uh, know what you mean. I mean, I can understand the one-star rating then. I mean. That, that's fair. That's I fair. mean, if she didn't get her check, it could be upsetting. I understand. Oh, my goodness. All right, it's time to get Caleb Cottle on the line. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. We will be right back with Caleb Cottle. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Hey, this Rock Montana. Mucho yellow. And it's rocking yellow on the Doc G Show. And the trap I do wide open, you know? Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by Winston-Salem native and a man who Rolling Stone calls one of country's most promising young songwriters, Mr. Caleb Cottle. Caleb, how's hey. it going? Hey, man. Good. Good, man. I got a lot to talk about. You, you've been busy, man. You've been very busy. Yeah, burning up the highways. <laughs> Well, let, let's start by uh, talking about South by Southwest. You just played at uh, Willie Nelson's Luck Reunion. How'd that go? Hmm. It was great, man. It was so many, uh, you know, so many friends of mine were playing this year and so many heroes there, too. So it was like a really, really fun mix for me. I was seeing a lot of friends who I don't get to see too often and then, you know, seeing some people uh, who I just really admire. And in a lot of instances, those were like the same shows. So, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very nice, man. Very nice. Um, so I also saw you got a pretty sweet ring out of the deal there on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, they make uh, they make the performers uh, like a custom ring for you. So like whoever plays gets a ring each year. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw though, if listeners want, 
you can act like you were one of the performers because you can buy the rings. You can go right. to, you, know, you you can't buy the one you got. Is, is yeah, so it's like they do like one artist ring and then you can buy a separate uh, ring that just says luck on it. Oh, it's not a yeah. cool performer ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's the secret Dakota ring. Not everybody gets it. There that. we go. I like it. <laughs> now, how many how many years have you been uh, doing actu- the actual South by Southwest? Hmm. Um, I think I went in 2014... Or no, 2015, 2016. I skipped 2017 because I was on tour somewhere else. Yeah. And I went this year. Very nice. Was it nice so coming back country. as far as having that year off coming back? Uh, yeah, and like the it did help because the showcases this time around were um, like a lot, a lot more ideal. Uh, so the, the we did our so this is my first time ever doing an official showcase. So uh, we did that one on um, the night before Luck. Uh, with Ray Wiley Hubbard, this place called Cooper's, and then uh, Luck was the following day. So really, I just did, I, and I did one radio thing. So uh, really, it was the most laid-back South by Southwest experience I've ever had. Nice, nice. Yeah, kind of nice. Well, I noticed you, you mentioned you skipped 17, and you were there 16. Uh, at 16, you had a had a, actually a cool documentary um, that was put on by the Sunshine Beverage Company, Buck O'Hare, in there. Uh, they did a four-part documentary of you going there and uh, you stopping over in a couple of uh, uh, spots before, one of them being uh, Waverly, Alabama. Uh, first, I got to ask you before I, I ask about that documentary, have you had a sunshine beverage before? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. We, we had a bunch of flats of those like in the back of the van for that run. So There you go. Yeah, def- definitely had those. <laughs> what what's the what's the favorite flavor out of their gingerberry, blueberry, lemonade or clementine there? Hmm. Uh just the original one. The original gingerberry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, um as far as the documentary, you're going towards Austin. You you leave your hometown, you go towards Austin and you stop in Waverly, Alabama. Well, which I understand is is one of your favorite places to play. Is that right? Yeah, it's cool. So it's like Waverly's right outside of Opelika, and um, it's you know it's within distance of of Birmingham. So some people drive over from Birmingham, and some people drive over from Atlanta too. So um, it's like a pretty cool centered split like place in between like all these other cities, and people drive in for it. So. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at it on on a map really the only place in Waverly is the actual place you play. That's pretty right, much yeah. the only thing on the map there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. it's very small, and uh, they, they, they talk about that sort of, you know, home feeling in the documentary that you get there as far as why people come out and, and watch the shows and sort of have that togetherness feel. And I noticed you're actually going to be playing there in, uh, you know, in about a month here uh, with War and Treaty on April yeah. 28th. Yeah, I love those guys. I'm, I'm really excited to share the stage with them. We have we met them on on the Kayamo cruise back at the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were both on there, and um, so we got to hang out with them a little bit in Belize. Very the nice. There and uh, man, they're just really nice people. So yeah, very I, very excited. I I love their music, and uh, we've been actually trying to get them on the show. I've been 
trying to get a scheduled time for them to be on here because they, they, they do do a great show and have some great music. Um, and any listeners yeah. out there in that area, make sure you get to Waverly for that concert. It'll be awesome. Sweet. Yeah, Michael's like my wrestling buddy now. <laughs> We both watch a bunch of wrestling, so uh, we just text each other wrestling memes. That's kind, of, kind of our MO lately. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so after that, you've got uh, six shows, six days in a row with none other than Elizabeth Cook. Say of, originally from Wildwood, Florida, right down the road from us here in Jacksonville. Yeah. How how did those how did those shows come about? Uh, she asked if I wanted to do them, and actually, they, we just added three more dates to that run uh, today. So awesome! Actually, be nine days. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited about that because you know I I've gone through the Midwest a few times, but um, it's been a little bit, and I haven't gone back through since Crush Coins has been out. So um, I'm really excited that she asked me to do those. Yeah, and, and yeah, she's she's well known in Florida and kind of everywhere else with the. Yeah. Radio show. Well, I was about to say, has has she asked you on Apron Strings yet there on Sirius XM? Hmm. Uh, not yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's really a moot point now that you've been on the Doc G show. I mean, you've, you've reached the mountaintop. So nope. it's sort of, I mean, I'm just saying, comparatively. Just hang up the gloves now, man. Exactly. <laughs> But speaking of tour, uh, you've got a fairly new touring manager mm, who is your wife, right? What? Yeah. How, yeah. What's What's it like touring the country with your wife? Hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. You know, you just don't really have to worry about uh, as much stuff. You know, like the separation was always like the really hard part of being gone on a long tour or something like that. So, and it's also it's just really nice to have somebody who's more detail oriented, just to like. So I mean, I'm just you know. I'm just a songwriter, man. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not not really great with the uh, with all the detailed stuff. So she, it, it's just it's really nice. She also takes some pretty fantastic pictures that I've seen on both of your uh, Instagrams. There. Uh, yep. Yep. She's good at that too. Which uh, which I've noticed, and and I've heard you you speak in a couple of other interviews as far as how uh, big of a fan of uh, uh, national parks you are. Sweet. And you buy yeah. a, buy a pass every year. And uh, I saw you back uh, when you were touring the West Coast. You hit up a lot of my favorite national forest over there. I saw you uh, uh, with uh, Colonel Armstrong uh, in Armstrong, Redwood State, uh, and General Sherman uh, in the giant forest of uh, Sequoia National Park. Um, uh, Was that your first time being in those uh, national forests? Um, it was the first time that I had been to Sequoia and Kings Canyon, um, but the year prior we went to, uh, we went to Death Valley Mm -hmm. and we went to, um, uh, we went to Yosemite, uh, and I went to Pinnacle by myself actually when Lauren flew home from like San Francisco. And so I went and did a trail Pinnacle by myself, which is kind of like a newer park in the middle of the state there. And yeah. uh, just kind of creepy because <laughs> no no one was out there and it was just like you know a little lonely yeah just like falcons circling around <laughs> <laughs> well uh as far as the the redwoods that, that that's that's an impressive i mean i always when i go in there man it's it's just it's such an impressive uh sight to see trees that are you know as tall as a football field is long 
and you're yeah. just you're just standing underneath these giant trees. And then you know, I I always think back to that stat. I hear we lost 95% of our old growth before 1850. That basically the whole coast was covered with those. And I'm like, man, just think if they were still there, how crazy that would be. Like it's yeah, it's 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 pretty impressive though. But I, I definitely you know I, I definitely respect your uh, your love for national parks. Yeah. I definitely have. I, I, I don't I don't think I, I uh, you know cherish them enough like you uh, like yourself. I don't, I don't get out there enough to them. Uh, well, it is hard, you know, like even even touring over there, it's still kind of hard to schedule some off days to go to go do it because you know you really just don't have enough time. I mean, you could I could spend two weeks in some of these parks that I don't yeah. get a day in, but it is nice to go see at least like the basic um you know just the lay of the land and just the basic just geography and wildlife well one the one that you made made it to that i haven't made it to that i really want to go to is the ho national forest up there in uh in washington that that looked amazing yeah wow yeah that one was just crazy i mean and that one was so cool because they have this trail called the Hall of Mosses, and mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's about exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. But so we got to go do that, and that was the day of the eclipse. So uh, we weren't in the path of totality, but we were a little bit above it. And yeah. we went to the most northwest corner of the states to this little place in that park called Ruby Beach in the yeah. Olympic National Park. And uh, we watched the eclipse from there. It was really great. So, uh, yeah, that good memory. I was about to say that that's a good way to spend the eclipse. That's definitely yeah. a good one right there. Um, so right now you're on tour uh, promoting, or well, you just you constantly promoting Crush Coins. It's been out for about two months now. Um, so I've heard in a lot of interviews about how you think the sound is, has has changed a little bit from Carolina Ghost. Um, give the listeners a feel on how the album has sort of changed the sound has changed and uh how's the response overall so far been to the album yeah um well i think the sound has changed like uh it just kind of expanded more than anything i feel like we we kind of um we went in into this record with the attitude of we're gonna try whatever you know like Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be a country record or just be any sort of record. We just kind of wanted to get to a place that just felt just unique to me. And so um, it's a lot to me. It sounds a lot dreamier and it's um, just a lot more uh, a lot more like musical moments happening Mm -hmm. uh, than than before. Like it's a little less meat and potatoes. It's a little bit more uh, on a bigger scale. And um, and it also kind of just feels like a record. It, It doesn't feel like a batch of songs so yeah uh that's kind of what we were going for there and as far as the response goes i mean i can't complain like everybody's <laughs> everybody's really loving it so um yeah i'm really i'm really excited with that very nice very nice well i've seen in an interview uh you know you're talking about changing the sound and getting a little bit bigger sound uh i saw in one interview you said it'd be a nightmare uh to record basically the same album again if you went back and you recorded the same album again. So so you're telling me you're not trying to be the Ramones. That's what you're not going for there. I mean, I love the Ramones. Yeah. But, but yeah, totally. I mean, you know, like, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. That you, doesn't sound you, like very much fun to me. Um, so also, I saw another interesting thing. I think this was after, right uh, right after um, Ghost Carolina, uh, Carolina Ghost came out. 
Um, you said uh, you wouldn't put more than three songs about death on an album. Is that is <laughs> is is that a hard rule there? Is that? I don't really remember saying that, but that sounds like something. I said. Uh, yeah, I saw that and I said, oh, all right, that's a good rule. Yeah, I think, I think there's there's like three of those songs. There might be four on Crush Coins. But, okay. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I guess like I guess what I was just trying to say is I want it to be emotionally balanced. I, I, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really love records where I have to be in like a very very specific mood to put them on. You know, like, mm-hmm. I like things that I can kind of throw on whenever, and it just holds up across the board no matter what mood I'm in. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I, well, I know you're an album man. You know, I, yeah. I've heard you talk yeah. a lot about albums, and and you don't really, you you don't you don't make singles. You make albums. Uh, so you try to have a whole, you know, feeling over that whole album. So when you see, if you see a, a, a single take off on like a streaming service like Spotify, and you see one of your songs becoming like really extremely popular, does it sort of agitate you that you, you know the listeners aren't listening to the whole album that you that you see they're preferring just this one song? You're like, oh, you're you're missing it. Hmm. Oh no, man! I'm just like happy that people are listening at all you know and (laughs) and a lot of those things with streaming you know it's like maybe one song gets on a ton of playlists and that's why it has so many more spins just because people were inadvertently you know exposed to it um but like you know and maybe that would lead them to listen to the whole record or come to a show buy a shirt you know like it doesn't matter you're like yeah but but uh i feel like i feel like my probably one of my bigger strengths as a writer is just consistency so it's so like when i'm putting out a record like i never really know which song people are going to take to the most yeah it usually seems that like everyone has a favorite like Mm. a different favorite so i feel like that's a good thing so uh yeah (laughs) well uh, well really one of the great things i've been seeing about you as far as you know when, when i was looking back before this interview uh, I saw all these great comparisons. I mean, really, since Paint Another Layer on My Heart, uh, these people have been, th- these reviewing uh, magazines and newspapers have been giving you great descriptions. I mean, Rolling Stone compared you to Eagles songwriting. Uh, NPR, they had, when they were talking about the, the musicality of the new uh, album, they were saying, you know, comparing it to the Beatles and the and Elvis at these different parts of the uh, of the songs. Now, obviously, you're trying to be the best you that you can be. But do you ever hear one of these comparisons like that, and you're just like, "Whoa, you think I sound like who? Like that's that's crazy." Like you know. Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> because like, like yes, I am trying to be the best version of me, but I'm also like, I think anyone would be lying if they didn't just say they're trying to make a truly all-time great record you know yeah i mean that's what i'm trying to do you know i just yeah. really want to make a, a record that will hold up for the next 30 40 years and um so going into it you know it's a lot of pressure because you're you're putting this kind of false pressure on yourself like you have to make this classic thing but mm-hmm. i think if you just stick to your guns and you follow through and don't cut any corners you know like you can get you can get close to your vision and if your vision's super grand like mine was with crush coins then it's like well, that's cool that they picked up on those things because I know that you know all those people spend a lot of time on their records as well. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's 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 a fantastic. I mean, you know, some of the responses I was seeing, I was like, wow, they they're, they're putting you up there, man. They're putting you up with some some big names, and it's uh, it, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. 
now, when you get off tour, you go home, which would be uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yep. Uh, I know a little something about Winston-Salem. My aunt lives oh, yeah. in Greensboro. Uh, oh, cool. That's I, where our bass player lives. Yeah, I grew up about an hour and a half north of Winston, uh, right uh Virginia, uh, North Carolina border there. And uh, I, I played drums at Wake Forest uh, halftime show for their, their high school band day, actually. That's a Every fact. year. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I know a little something about your hometown. All of us can get sort of tired of our hometown. You know, after a while, you get a little run down. What's something about Winston-Salem that you never get tired of, you know, that you're always, you know, excited about when you get home? Well, the, <laughs> I'm excited I don't have to use a GPS anymore. So <laughs> that's the first thing. Uh, and then, you know, like I have my, all like my restaurants that I like hit, you know, yeah. home, you know, like takeout. I know where all the good takeout is. That's cool. And I just like the uh, the architecture here is cool with Old Salem, and uh, you know it's just pretty rich history of, of arts and music here. And yeah. so uh, I don't know, it's cool. You know, it's just it's more than anything. I guess it's just home. So it's so it just feels it just doesn't feel crazy when I come back. Yeah. Nice and relaxing. You know? Well, well, speaking of uh, you know restaurants, I know before you took up music full time, you worked at a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Uh, do you still go to that pizza restaurant? Hmm. Uh, uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so and it's not, not not any hard feelings. I just there's a pizza joint I like better than that. So okay. Okay. <laughs> so so what's the pizza joint you would go to? What's the uh, the name there? I go to a spot called Mario. Uh, okay. Here, here in Winston, yeah. It's okay. like New York style. It's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I saw that on the old Instagram there. Yeah, the the yeah I did. I saw you 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 snapped a shot of the pizza from there. That is uh, <laughs> that looked nice. I will agree. I'll definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot by Mario's next time I'm in in town there. Uh, yeah, you go for it. What's 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 something you get tired of Winston Salem that you know uh, gets a little gets a little old after a while. Hmm. Uh, um, I'm not here enough to get tired. Of things, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, like, I, I mean, it seems like at this point, and we're gone so often that I do. I really appreciate the town more. So awesome. Um, so yeah, I don't really feel like I get tired of anything. Now, if I wasn't touring, I, there was plenty I would probably get tired of. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, I definitely could see that. But uh, speaking of things in in Winston Salem, you guys got a show as well on the 13th. With uh, with driving and crying, sweet uh, in Winston. Uh, you've already done several shows with those guys. Uh, yeah, they're great. How did you start doing shows with driving and crying? Hmm. Um, we actually share a booking agent now, so oh. um, so that's pretty much the the way that yeah. I got in with those guys. But um, we've done a bunch of shows now, and I, we got some more coming up in the future. So uh, they're really just they're really fun, fun to hang out with, fun to play with. Good hearing them play, you know. Just yeah, they, they really do. They really do it right. They bring they bring it in their live shows. They definitely they definitely bring it. And I mean, they've been bringing it for a good while. I mean, I, I've been digging on their tunes for for uh, for a good many a years. But that should be an awesome show. That's on April thirteenth at the uh, Ramcat uh, in yep. Winston Salem. Uh, now, even though you just released. Uh, Crush Coins two months ago. I saw two weeks ago on Instagram. You said you were working on a, a new batch of songs already. Say what? Is that yeah. is, is that another is that another album in the works or what's what's going on with that? Hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, wow. So yeah. So I mean, you know, like I'm nowhere near 
finished with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the goal. I'm kind of shooting for maybe next December or something to um, to record some stuff. But uh, I'm just gonna keep writing through this year while we're touring. And yeah, um, I've got about eight songs that I really like right now, and uh, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be plenty more, and then we'll go through the choosing process and see what works together and go from there. Sweet. Very nice, very nice. So in in the next couple of months, which uh, which tour date would you say sticks out to you the most that you're you're the most excited about in the in the next couple of months? Um, I'm really excited for uh, there's a show we're playing April 29th mm-hmm. um, at Third and Lindsley in Nashville, and mm-hmm. it's put on by uh, a radio station there that I really like called Lightning 100. And yep. we're uh, we're opening for this uh, girl Natalie Hemby. Mm-hmm. She's she's a really really great songwriter and. I'm just kind of excited for that one because it's 40 minutes live on the air and it's, uh, it's in a really nice venue. So, yeah, I choose that one. <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, uh, are you coming to Florida anytime soon? Hmm. Man, I hope so. It's been too long since I've been through there, but yeah. I really need to get back to to Jacksonville. And, I was about uh, to say, man, we, we need you here. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the place I played there. Was it uh, was it Jackrabbits maybe? Jackrabbits, yeah. Most most people come through Jackrabbits or the Surfer. Those are two, uh, the Surf Bar and, and Jackrabbits. Those are the usually the the biggest spots that people hit. Yeah, that's Jackrabbits was where we were. Very nice, very nice. It's been a while though. Well, hopefully you can come back through. But uh, we're up yeah. against a break, Caleb. I want to thank you for being on the show, man. It's been fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, next time you come through Florida, you'll have to you'll have to stop in the in the studio, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can check him out on his website, calebcoddle.com, or on Twitter at Caleb underscore Coddle, or on Instagram at Caleb Coddle. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're gonna be right back here on the Doc G Show. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Little Caleb Cottle coming at you. What a dude, am I right? Cool dude, Coddled man. us with his huh? personality. Yeah. What? I hope he can get down here, man, so he can hang in the studio. And wrestle. I would enjoy and that. Wrestle. He last came to uh, Jacksonville for the old Jackrabbit. That's where he went last True, 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 true. Where uh, we also remember the Georgia Floods. They, mm-hmm. they played as well. That is true. Uh, guys... Are you ready for the next birthday soon? Come yeah, on. We can redeem ourselves right Show here. them to me. This one's going to be, I think, easier. We will see. Hmm. Born on April 11th, 1974. Oh, jeez. Holy. In Brookhaven, Mississippi. Mississippi. His birth name is Lavelle William Crump. Hmm. Uh-huh. But he goes by his stage name. Oh my, I know who this is. It's a comedian. No, it's not. Never mind. Okay, good. <laughs> That's very awkward. He attended Southern University Southern. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. Served as student government president while oh, he was there. Nice. Hey, hey. Received a bachelor's degree in business. He attended the University of Maryland Eastern Shore to pursue a master's degree in education, but left early 
to pursue a career in music. In 99, he started sending demo tapes to a radio station in Jackson, Mississippi. And in 2000, he released his debut album, Them Firewater Boys, Volume 1. Them Firewater Boys. He hit his big break when the song Like a Pimp took off. He then produced T.I.'s <laughs> song, Rubber Band Man. While in the Taliban. Since then, he has released five more albums and produced multiple, multiple hit records. He's produced a lot of them. His stage name is the same as the Hulk's alter ego. Oh, David Banner. David Banner. Hey, hey, David Banner. What's his... Uh Stunt is a habit. Stunt is yes. a habit. Get, Get like, like me. Mm-hmm. Say with the butterfly toes. Mm-hmm. Stunt oh, is a that's habit. My, that's my dude. Yeah, man. Mississippi. Dang, Probably. 30, he's almost 40 now? 37? He's old, man. No, he's he's older than that. He's, for, he's 44. Wait, he's turning dang, 44. That's not old. Wait, wait. He's young. 74. 74. Oh, yeah. gosh. 44. Oh, 44. I, it's 2018. Yep, 44. Yeah, man. Crazy. Crazy. David Banner, one of the best rappers. David Banner. Dude, he was like in that crunk era. One of, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was lumped in there, but he really wasn't. I mean, he wasn't really one of those rappers. I mean, he, he did make a lot of, produced a lot of hits that were crunked. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he did a lot of Little John stuff. He did T.I. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I mean, he is, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big thought-provoking lyricist now. That's what he's really into. He's released a... Uh, he released an album last year, actually. Uh, really underappreciated, in my opinion. Uh, but one He's of like the, an activist rapper now. Yeah, a bit. One of the best rappers out of Mississippi. Uh, only person I put a, up there with him as far as Mississippi. Big Crit, of course. Big Crit. Big Crit. Yep. Big crit. Uh, but, no, nonetheless, happy birthday to David Banner. Da- 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 David Banner. Just a st- stunt is a habit. Get like David mm. Get like Banner. David. Uh, guys, guys, we've got some great shows. We're going to have, as I said, Claude, none other than Fly Till I Die, Lathan. Holy. The man. To talk about the NBA playoffs next week. Uh, we're just going to fire them off at that point because they start this weekend. Yeah, it's coming. So he'll be, he'll be a couple of, a couple of games deep when we talk to him, but we can talk about strategy. We're going to talk about, you know, which mascots are the best. Obviously, the important questions. The nitty-gritty. Right, yeah. Hey, you know, remember that? That just jogged my memory. Remember when we were talking about Hans Wenzel and the 86ers and we were trying to guess why they're the 86ers and you were like, maybe they thought they were 10 better than the uh, 76ers? Is that what it was? No, I was just realizing that, you know, 86 is a a term for something's out. Yeah, you know, re- it's, uh, yeah, it's restaurant. Jargon. You sold out, right? Eighty yep. six. It. Oh, it's eighty six. Sold outers. So, so something about them selling, selling out or out. something. That's what I'm guessing. Selling it out came shows. From. Who knows? But that's what it has to I do. Like nice. You just made that connection. I like yeah, that. It was good. It was good. Anyways, guys, we are going to have Claude on. I'm very excited about that. Leo. We've got a couple that I'm very excited laying in the cut that could be happening. Oh. I can't really release names because we'll see if they're going to happen or not. Oh, so you're, but they're you're, big you're players. Yeah, they're big Woo-hoo! players. People get excited doing, out there about exciting exciting guests. Mm-hmm. Very Let's exciting. do this. I mean, on the level of Phil Collin 
and band of heathens, that kind of level. And, Get excited. Uh, say what? And, and we'll work. to change my pants. We're huge names. Why does he have to change his pants? Because he's tooting my excited. horn after the show. Why? I got excited. <laughs> hey. Anyways, guys, until uh, next time, we're gonna have to shut it down. We're gonna have to go hustling. You know, I gotta get, I gotta get those names. I gotta get them on the show. So every damn hustling. Yes, Rick Ross, good call. Not Carol City and okay. and the Deacon. See ya. Association. Anyways, guys, until next week, I have been your host, Doc Jesuf. With me, as always, Mister. Virgin Bat, Justin Evangelista. Toodles. <laughs> and none other than Dave Burles, Berlin. Khaki or corduroy? Uh, khaki? All right, that's what I'm changing into. Nice. Wow. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity-doo-dah. Gene. <laughs> <laughs>